This is a CJSR podcast. Volunteer powered. Listener supported. Campus and community. Radio. Podcast. Podcast. Radio. Radio and and podcast. podcast. (laughs) Chocolate smells waft the kitchen. With excitement, I take out the brownie out of the oven to see exactly what I was hoping for. The brownie came out with a nice dark chocolate color with a lighter cakey appearance. I cut a slice and take a bite. The chocolate chips burst in my mouth as I take another slice. Hi, I'm Sophia Young, and you're listening to our second special episode of Death's Food. If you have listened to our first quarantine special, you already know our producers are trying easy food to make at home. Well, we initially intend to present you with more processed or complicated recipes we tried at home during the quarantine. But turns out I'm the only one who actually took a meal. Like, are you doing another milkshake in this episode, Ralph? I think that's the thing that happens when we try to meet each other offline. It's just really interesting to listen to everyone's clips and see how different our recipes could be. Anyway, so in this episode, you're gonna get four recipes from us. Melania made flat bean brownies, quote, that didn't even taste that bad. Caitlin got us a full experience of matcha. I made spicy garlic butter pasta, which isn't Italian at all. And Ralph, surprisingly, sits with the milkshake. Enjoy your meals! With that description, you wouldn't have guessed that my food discovery was black bean brownies. Hi, I'm Melania, and by this point, you've probably heard some very interesting food discoveries, but this one takes the cake. I don't even know why I wanted to make black bean brownies since I'm not celiac, but I was in the mood to experiment, so I made them about a week ago. I was pleasantly surprised that they didn't even taste that bad. I mean, they didn't compare to the dense fudgy brownies that you can buy at restaurants and cafes, like the Gold Digger from Earl's, but they were pretty good. This recipe took me one food processor, 20 minutes to mix and make in the food processor, another 20 minutes in the oven, and 20 minutes wait. And that's about it. If you're interested in making them, since I'm selling them so nicely, the recipe I used was from the blog, The Almond Eater. But you can just Google black bean brownies and you'll find something very delicious. If you make them, please send it to us on our Instagram at That's Food CGSR. We would love to see your recreations. Thanks for listening. Bye. Okay, so pandemic food experience. I guess for me, well, what happened with me was that right as everything was going down, like everything was shutting down, probably like 
three or four days afterwards. I developed a sore throat and I had recently seen a friend who had seen a friend who felt a little warm, like a fever and stuff like that. So I just thought, well, I had to go into self-isolation because of the sore throat, but I was just, I was pretty worried. Well, I was medium worried. And I live on my own, sort of in the basement of a house where my parents have an office. So I'm alone at night and when my parents aren't there, which they haven't been a lot lately. So what my sister did for me was that she made this really nice care package and in it it had a whole bunch of stuff. She like made this juice that was really good that I was supposed to have every day. She gave me some acai berries and then a couple other things, but also in there was like a little tiny jar of like mason jar of matcha. I didn't mind it, I thought it was good, but I never like went out of my way to have matcha, you know? So I had an orange and then I made myself this matcha, like I just took a spoonful of it and put it in boiling water and like whisked around with a fork a little bit. And I drank that and like five minutes later, like super quick, right away, I just get like, it just hits my veins, like just a rush of energy, just whoosh. <laughs> And then after that, I got a stomachache and I had it for the rest of the day <laughs> because I didn't have enough food. But yeah, um, so that was my first pandemic lockdown matcha experience. Right, today we're going to make a type of food I tried to do during quarantine. It's a pasta dish, but it's Asian-inspired, so it's not like Italian food. I call it the Asian-inspired spicy garlic butter pasta. The ingredients for this dish are very easy to find in the fridge. We need 200 grams of pasta. You can use spaghetti or linguine. It doesn't make any difference. I'm gonna use spaghetti. And then you need 75 grams of unsalted butter. I never use salted butter because they're like, I don't trust them very much. I prefer adding salt into the dish after I add the butter. And then you need 10 gloves of garlic, finely chopped. I'm gonna chop the garlics afterwards. And also 2 tablespoons of finely sliced green onions 4 tablespoons of olive oil I don't use olive oil that much And I don't have olive oil at my place So I'm gonna use coconut oil instead It doesn't add so much coconut flavor to the dish But that's the only oil I have So I'm gonna use that So we are now going to make the garlic oil. First, we place the oil and the six gloves of garlic finely chopped in a small saucepan over medium heat. Once the garlic is sizzling, cook for two to three minutes or until the garlic is just starting to turn golden at the edges. Transfer it to a bowl and set aside for litter. As the garlic will continue cooking and turn evenly golden in the bowl. And now we're going to boil the pasta. 
While the pasta is cooking, add butter, chili flakes, and four cloves of chopped garlic into a frying pan over medium-high heat. Stir until the butter has just melt. Then add soy sauce and oyster sauce into the pan. Simmer for a minute, then take off the heat until the pasta is cooked. Save a cup of pasta cooking water, then drain pasta and add it into the frying pan. That is where you just made some butter sauce. Place the frying pan back on heat and a bit of pasta water in it. Now we cook them, stir it for four, three to four minutes, or until the liquid has been absorbed into the pasta, and everything should be looking glossy and thick. Toss through the parsley cheese, add a bit more pasta water if necessary, and then we toss the pasta into the plate. Drizzle the garlic oil we made in step one. Like the very first place, and then sprinkle some green onions and more cheese, and now we are good to serve. A food discovery that I've made recently is the milkshake. Now, listen. I knew what those were before, but this is the first time I really started to try making some for myself. A cursory Google search revealed to me that all you really need is a blender, and then you throw in some ice cream, milk, and some flavors. It doesn't leave a lot of room for error, thankfully. Even someone like me can make a milkshake, no problem. But the best part is that you aren't limited to only those three ingredients. You can put in anything you want in the blender, within reason. I considered blending up some fruit, but then I'd be approaching smoothie territory, and I think that would really undermine the elements of the milkshake. So I decided against it. Also, cutting up fruits would add to the workload, so I was just making the efficient decision. To add some different flavors, I tried using some weird things like maple syrup or protein powder. It was okay, but I'm not sure I would recommend it. I think the biggest takeaway for me was that buying milkshakes outside is way more expensive than just making them yourself. That's not going to stop me from buying them every now and then, but I'll always be aware of the highway robbery these people are getting away with. Today's snack bread is about the absolute king of quarantine homemade foods, the sourdough. In fact, the sourdough is the oldest form of leavened bread. So sourdough bread dates back to 15,000 BC in ancient Egypt. It was the only form of leavened bread that existed until just a few centuries ago, when commercial yeast became available. It's such an old form of leavened bread, and really hasn't changed much with modernization. So it's really one of the most unprocessed bread we can eat now. And that's it for this episode of That's Food. Today's episode was produced by Melania Antostol, Caitlin Carbonic, Ralph Garcia, and me, Sophia Young. Our music is by Dad Hoyer. You can find all our episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and on our website, dustfood.transistor.fm. You can contact us at dustfood@cjsr.com. We are Dustfood CJSR on Facebook and Instagram. 
That food is produced at CJSR in Edmonton, on Treaty Six territory. Hey, Ate. What's the cheese meat? Oh, there's so much cheese meat. Did you hear Nana break up Nessie? Hey Siri, what's cheese meat? Cheese meat is the Tagalog word for gossip. I know how much you love your cheese meat, and that's why I wanted to tell you about what's the cheese meat, a new podcast from CJSR, Edmonton's campus and community radio station, exploring Philippinex identity. Every week, there's a new episode that will take a deep dive into a new topic. And oh, hold on. Ryan is calling. Let me loop them in. Hey, I just heard about what's the chismis. Wait, how did you already hear about that? My tita just texted me. She heard from Tito Boy. Sounds like a really interesting podcast. What kind of things will you be talking about? I always said like I'm not I'm not a very angry person, but like for some reason I just like punched my mom's car. Up until this point, my parents had always told us that they met at a gas station. They do not have the population of Filipino teachers to teach it. When I met Cherry, I had no idea what her ethnic background was. Sounds really cool. How can I tune in? What's the Cheese Mies appears on May twenty fifth, twenty twenty. You can find us at What's the Cheese Mies on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts, and on our website, What's the Cheese Mies Transistor FM. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. That's T S I S M I S. Salamat.